the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Jing soon. Get a deal, you know, and and it, once that deal's announced, the stock market's going to go through the roof. The economy is going to keep growing at three percent. If, if you get that happening, Trump wins a forty-state re-election landslide. People don't vote, vote against prosperity. He spoke to the Salem Radio Network. Tens of thousands of people, perhaps as many as over a million, marching in a park in central Hong Kong today for what organizers hope will be a peaceful demonstration for democracy. Following recent clashes with police, one organizer says we will show the world that people of Hong Kong are peaceful. This is SRN News. Mark Levin explains why the Democrats want Trump out. The reason they want to impeach Trump is in part due to their hate for Donald Trump and his election. But it is to stop his agenda, his appointment of constitutionalists to the court, his attempt to secure the border, his building up of the United States military, his support for law enforcement, and numerous other policy objectives. Mark Levin, weeknights at 8 on AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. The best and longest running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities is right here on The Patriot. Join Mitch Berg and Brad Carlson of the Northern Alliance Radio Network every Saturday and Sunday afternoon at 1 p.m. because each week the Narn brings you the best in local, political, and conservative talk. It's the Narn each Saturday and Sunday, 1 to 3, right here on The Patriot. Good Sunday afternoon, Twin Cities. Let's look at your forecast from the Great Plains Windows and Doors Weather Center. High is 76, mostly sunny today. And we got the Brad Carlson Show of the Narn starting right now. Views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is The Closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. If you'd like to uh, reach out to us via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions uh, regarding today's show content. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. I'm going to focus a lot on uh, local issues this first hour, particularly the uh, Department of Human Services uh, beset by chaos, controversy, just uh, apparent fraud, waste, and abuse taking place at this agency. And uh, some of it became a little more clear, some of it a little more murky after this past week's hearing before a Senate committee. And one of the senators sitting on that committee that conducted this hearing uh, happens to be my own state senator, uh, Jim Abler, a Republican out of Anoka. His uh, Senate District is Senate District 35, which covers the aforementioned city of Anoka, as well as my home city of Ramsey, uh, Andover, and a little sliver of Coon Rapids. Uh, we'll try to get into as much as we can with Jim in the time that he has with us, because uh, there's definitely a lot to unpack and definitely a lot to look into going forward. Uh, senator Jim Abler, good to have you on the broadcast today, sir. How are you? Yeah, thanks for having me back. And, uh, you know, as glorious as the day is and sunshine, it's not sunshiny and glorious at the Department of Human Services in the state of Minnesota. Well, we've heard this, Jim, yeah, and and this is something that has been kind of brewing for uh, the past few months. I know we can go back to last year when there was a separate Senate hearing uh, conducting on the child care assistance program fraud that had taken place, and we may get into that a little bit, but I guess let's go back a few months. Now, your former Senate colleague, 
Uh, Tony Laurie uh, left his Senate seat to uh, accept the appointment as DHS commissioner within Tim Walz's administration, and that actually resulted in that Senate seat flipping. So that was a very costly departure for the DFL. And then Tony Laurie, who by his own admission said this is a position that he'd been working for pretty much all his life, ends up leaving after six months, and they insist it was on his own volition. But Jim Abler, I, I seem to recall from day one, you didn't quite buy that uh, buy that assertion. <laughs> No, no, I, I didn't. And it's, uh, it, it's just, um, this was his dream job. He was making 150 grand and, uh, which is pretty good for, you know, he's a farming. I don't know that farming is doing that well. And he left right. a seat that he passionately loved being in. And <clears throat> either job is probably a dream job for him. It's a, sometimes it's a nightmare job for us and right. listeners, but it, we do our best to serve and try to make it work better. And so I was just really shocked. And when the governor said, oh, no, he just did it all on his own, it's like, really? Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, before I forget, you know, I, I know you take calls sometimes. If anybody that works at DHS wants to call and offer us any thoughts about what they think about this, I'm, I'm taking every input I can get. And if they don't want to call today, um, maybe we'll put my phone number out there. They can just give me a call directly because we – I'll tell you, the, um, if you listen to Commissioner Interim Commissioner Wheelock, talk in each of her presentations it's been like nothing to see here we're looking forward we've got to focus on the, the well-being of the agency and the work we do and we're really doing great and so just look at the great things we do in fact when she came to the hearing this week this past week uh, on tuesday she was talking about they care about seniors and the new burmese immigrants so i'm like huh <laughs> did you not you clearly haven't read the paper lately there commissioner Right, and and I, I'm glad you brought that up, Jim, because I know this was, uh, and this is something your colleague Senator Benson had mentioned as well. She was given a laundry list well in advance of this hearing of some of the items, critical items you were to discuss, and it was scheduled to be at a, a two-hour hearing. And I think upon hearing that, uh, Interim Commissioner Wheelock, it was almost like, I, I kind of analogized to it, uh, uh, a basketball team with no shot clock. They're just trying to run out, the, run out time uh, before any, the other team can really... Uh, for form some sort of plan of attack and almost because the obfuscation jim abler i have never heard anything like it the just uh, efforts she put forth to avoid answering direct questions i i could hear the frustration in senator benson's voice and i imagine you felt it as well well it was it was legendary it, it's it's like the person who sat next to president clinton when he was being interrogated about what the word is meant. Right, right. And it, it was just, it, I reminded, it was reminiscent of that. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll just, uh, for the sake of your listeners, I'll just recite a small litany of things that have gone on lately. Not to mention 15 years of reports from the uh, legislative auditor that have looked at things over time. Everything they've looked at, there's been a problem with eligibility or program integrity. And when they go do a review, they kind of do at least a half-hearted effort to maybe make a small change, but they don't really fix a lot in 15 years. This culminated um, in the, uh, in the I guess, the uh, last spring thing where there was talk about all this child care fraud. And, right. and there were people having a child care center literally that served 10 people but got paid for 100. And they would the department would sit there for 8 or 10 months or longer to wait to do a sting operation. In the meanwhile, sending one or $2 million to the operator. And then they finally shut them down and maybe try to make some charges. They might recover a hundred thousand uh, dollars as the award. And then we say, how much did you actually collect? Oh, oh that. And, and so, and so the auditor investigated and upon review found out that the inspector general that we created to oversee this had changed nothing of their operations mm. uh, since that scandal uh, when he reported that to us um, months later. And we're like, really? You're, you're, you know, during session. And we're you're like, you're killing me here. Right. And a department that spends, you understand math, you're a math guy, $38 billion every two years mm-hmm. uh, between state and federal money, $38 right. billion. The entire state budget is 48, right. and the state pays about half, and the feds pay about half. $38 billion serving 1.1 million people. If there's even 5% in fraud, that's $2 billion. Right. Anyway, so here's just a short thing. So 
they fired the 10 or 15 year medical director who was doing everybody was great on three days notice. Uh, three weeks later, so the numbers two and three quit on a Friday. On Monday, the commissioner quits. Um, by Friday, they appointed a new commissioner who came on to Almanac and said, nothing to see here. We're looking forward. Um, they reinstated numbers two and three. A woman comes forward named Faye Bernstein after she was told to be tough on fraud. She's a compliance officer for a program that has about $100 million in grants. They had told her, you're too worried about compliance. It's she only in her title, right? <laughs> <laughs> she sent an email to 133 of her colleagues. Right. Uh, within an hour of that, they walked her to the door. Wow. Um, I know. I think all is well. Right. Right. And then, <laughs> and the governor doesn't do news. drama. Don't forget, Jim Abel, the governor. Well, I don't do drama. People are going to try to figure out what's going on here. I don't do drama, so we've got that going for us yeah. as well. So. And the press conference <laughs> announcing the new, the new commissioner, who's a very good woman, a woman named Jody Harpstead mm-hmm. from Lutheran Social Services. Um, he's just so excited. She's going to get in there and dive deep and solve things. And, and she appeared on Almanac last Friday. If you want to watch another obfuscation moment, she, um, couldn't answer a straight question. Like, what are you going to work on? Well, we're going to take a little breather. Hopefully the staff can recover. And, and I don't know, I think the staff is demoralized, which is why I'm asking anybody who's listening, who's a DHS person to call me privately or call on the show and have a few thoughts. Let me give him my number just in case. Sure, uh, please do. I'm happy to give up my cell phone. It's uh, 612-245-3764. Okay. But I'll tell you, my head wants to explode when the whole official position of the the old administration, the governor, the new interim commissioner, and the new one coming in is like, nothing to see here. Right. I, I would I would think now if there is going to be uh, if if there's just an acknowledgement that there's problems you know that's fine and good you know there's obviously what has happened happened but I would you know and I don't know if this is an overly simplistic way to approach it but I would think trying to get a handle on the problems that have beset the agency and what specifically caused these problems would oh I don't know maybe help and solve them and moving forward Jim Abler and and, and that doesn't seem like an unreasonable request and yet. Nobody seems to, everybody just wants to sweep this under the rug. And, uh, oh, yeah, by the way, and this is something Senator Benson brought forth. Uh, one issue that we haven't quite touched on, there was about $25 million worth of overpayments uh, to a, and Medicaid overpayments to a couple of the uh, tribes, a White Earth tribe and a Leech Lake Band of Ojibwe tribe, which now the DHS is saying we have to recover those funds, even though the tribe is bringing evidence saying, well, this is, you told us this is how these were to be billed. How is this our fault? But yet... Um, they're supposed to come up with $25 million, apparently, Jim Abler. I don't know how that's going to happen. Well, it's kind of like, you know, if you're going to go to AA, you first have to admit you have a problem. Sure. With Alcoholics Anonymous. But there's there's no problem here, so there's nothing to solve. So I don't know what you're talking about. Right. Everything is fine. In fact, the, the humor gets even deeper. So these, these tribal things, there's two tribes, and they're doing some opioid addiction programs, and they have serious problems with some of these. Yes. And that's a whole – you could have a couple of shows on that with right. Senator Rosen and others talking about – and Senator Eaton. You could have a really good um, bipartisan thing about this because it's so crazy. They, the, just, a, a, just a tangent to opioids. The drug companies said that they're safe and they're effective. Actually, they're neither. Mm. Sometimes uh, Tylenol works just as good as opioids, and you don't get addicted. But anyway, so um, these tribes asked over and over again, are you sure that's okay? Is that what you want us to do? Four agencies confirmed, yes, that's what we want you to do. So the new commissioner comes in, this shows up, and then they send them a letter. They sent the tribes a letter saying, send us $25 million. But, you know, you would act, you would think this is a Republican plot to discredit DHS, but no, no. Just to be fair, uh, the Lieutenant Governor uh, Peggy Flanagan, who I believe is a Democrat, yes, uh, tweeted <laughs> about how badly DHS had behaved in dealing with these tribes. And she's part and of the uh, White Earth Band, I believe. Is that correct? She's a part of the White Earth Band. Yeah. And by the way, the governor, Lieutenant, the, the governor signed Executive Order nineteen, I think thirty four or thirty eight which pronounce their respect for the tribes and how they're going to treat them as important, independent government. Mm. Or they just send a letter saying, send us $25 million after we told you it's fine. Um, if you just cannot make it up. It's, uh, this is not a partisan thing. This is simply sure. 
legislators and people in positions to oversee that are overseeing. And, you know, their house is on fire. And uh, the staff, it is in turmoil. And the only way to fix it is to admit that there's a problem. So I, hopefully they will get to that point. We are not there yet. Once again, we are uh, being joined by Minnesota State Senator Jim Abler. He representing Senate District 35, which covers the cities of Ramsey, Anoka, Andover, and a sliver of Coon Rapids. A lot to unpack regarding the, uh, the just let's call it what it is, chaos at the Minnesota Department of Human Services. Uh, Jim, we need to take a quick break here. Are you able to hold for another segment with us? Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Coming back again with another segment with Senator Jim Abler talking about the chaos at the Minnesota Department of Human Services. Back in a moment. I can get to sleep. I think about the implications. Vein Clinics of America wants to know, when's the last time you felt comfortable in your own skin? Are you kidding me? I haven't worn shorts in years. Every summer, I'm the only guy on the beach wearing long pants. Wearing slacks to hide my compression hose sure doesn't make me feel any younger. Listen, you're not alone. Many men and women are embarrassed about their bulging varicose and spider veins, not to mention the pain and how uncomfortable they make you feel. I would get home from work and my legs were swollen and throbbing. Why deal with this any longer? Let Vein Clinics of America help you discover healthy, better-looking legs. For over 35 years, Vein Clinics of America has been the leading expert in the minimally invasive treatment of vein disease. Imagine wearing a swimsuit or shorts with confidence and getting back to normal activities. It's time to feel comfortable in your own skin again. VCA accepts most major insurance plans. Call now to see if you qualify for a free consultation. Call 800-606-1010. 800-606-1010. That's 800-606-1010. Once upon a time, many years ago, customers would find your business with this big, thick book full of phone numbers and competitors' phone numbers. It was a heavy, cumbersome, yellowish-looking thing. I believe they called it a phone book. You'd place your ad in the book and hope customers would call. Hello? We've come a long way. Now, there's Salem Surround. We help deliver customers right to your front door with targeted digital marketing. These are the tools of the 21st century smart businesses use to succeed. And our team at Salem Surround can guide you through all the available options with the expertise to manage all your digital marketing under one roof so you can spend time taking care of your customers. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. With Salem Surround, there are no limitations on how and where you can reach customers total market penetration for increased roi learn more at surroundmsp.com surroundmsp.com connecting you with new customers that's the sound of the crisis at our border that's the sound of special interest groups profiting from our nation's vulnerability want to know what the solution to our immigration issue sounds like then plan to join us for an evening with michelle malkin september 24th at the ames center in burnsville be a part of the conversation that's shaping the future of u.s security and defending the integrity of our law visit am1280thepatriot.com to reserve your seats tickets start as low as 1280 Plus, there are elite VIP upgrades available that include front row seating, meet and greet passes, and a copy of Michelle's new book, Open Borders, Inc. We've invited our good friend Ed Morrissey from HotAir.com to guide the conversation. What does freedom of speech sound like? An evening with Michelle Malkin at the Ames Center in Burnsville on September 24th. See you there. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another segment on the broadcast. We like to call the closer. Yeah, that's me, Brad Carlson. Here to take your phone calls six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. You can also weigh in via Twitter hashtag Narn Show hashtag N A R N Show for any comments or questions regarding today's show content. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, Honored to be joined for another segment by Minnesota State Senator Jim Abler. He representing Senate District 35. He was one of the handful of senators 
on the committee this past Tuesday, conducting hearings into the issues uh, plaguing the Minnesota Department of Human Services, uh, one that uh, has about an $18 billion budget, if I read that correctly. Uh, Jim, we did, uh, you did a great job kind of summarizing some of the staffing chaos that has gone back and forth, particularly Tony Lurie, the commissioner who was appointed by Governor Walz, uh, Tony Lurie, who left his Senate seat. Uh, and, and as you know, in that in that uh, legislative body, Jim Abler, every seat is very, very precious, given that uh, your members had a one-seat majority. And then when Tony Laurie stepped down, a special election actually went to the Republicans. So it's a still very slight 35-32 majority. Yet Tony Laurie left that position to take what he deemed as his dream job, lasted only six months, resigned. And then his deputy commissioners, who resigned uh, a few days earlier, decided to uh, I believe that that's a correct term, unresign, as uh, Senator Benson pointed out. Uh, that might be one of those new words that yeah. you really didn't have before. It's like unfriend. Because some some terms evolve over time. And this is maybe going to be you know, a term that will be tied back to DHS, where you resign and then sure. you unresign. And yeah. Unfriend is going to go back to Facebook. I think so. Yeah. I think it might be onto something, Senator Abel. That's it. That's absolutely right. <laughs> well, so this was obviously anybody who's reading any of these stories of these staffing issues, no one is naive to think, well, that, well, it's just uh, uh, interpersonal conflict. It seemed to me there was something more than that. And I, I think this question was directed to. Uh, interim Commissioner Wheelock, is it? Um, I think it was. Did, did uh, Commission then Commissioner Lori want to come in and uh, do a major overhaul to a department? Even then, was known to have some serious issues and was met with resistance. Is that kind of what you gathered, or is that still unclear at this point, Jim Abler? You know, very little information has come out, and all that I've gleaned has been from people who are off the record. Mm. And the, the off-the-record record, uh, hearsay list of items is that there was uh, quite a bit of dissension in the ranks about picking Tony in the first place. And there were some other people who, I won't burden your listeners with hearsay names, but there were some people who were uh, high up in the organization who uh, kind of wanted to be commissioner themselves. Sure. And and so then these people didn't get picked, and there was division even in the evolved administration with very high up um administration officials about who should be the, uh, the commissioner, and they were not selecting Tony. And so it seems like the planets were lined up a little bit with uh, some some subversion effort, uh, sabotage to make him look bad. And, and and an agency as big as that, it doesn't take a lot to run things off the rails. You, There's only so many layers a commissioner can go through, and for all the staff DHS has, and they have an army of staff. Right. They have over 700 IT people, and they can't do anything quickly. Uh, that's another story someday about technology. Right. But so it seems as though there was all kinds of uh, spy thriller stuff going on here where um, a lot was underneath the surface. It's a classic iceberg of what's really going on. And they live behind uh, curtains. They live behind a veil. Mm-hmm. And they don't tell us anything. Do you realize that the inspector general matter that came up last uh, end of February or March when they uh, put uh, Carolyn Ham on administrative leave? Yep. We have still not received an itemization or any, even one word, a syllable describing their plan to investigate that. Wow. I understand through other sources that they took a hundred thousand dollars to hire an independent investigator. Not like the state doesn't have somebody laying around that could have done that. Right. Uh, the budget, like the management budget people, uh, I mean, we have attorney general, you have any, any number of individual places that could do this. Um, and so we're going to hire it outside for another hundred grand. Uh, so I'm told. And in terms of the scope, the timing, expected outcome, expected date of receipt of any findings, not a word. So we just don't know. And so we're really at their, uh, at their mercy when it comes to them telling us what we want to know. And so we have to dig. And that's why I'm particularly hoping that somebody will give me a call um, later after this show today, because I'll keep it confidential. Sure. But we really need to know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been charged with looking over about eight or $9 billion a year of programming on the human services side, on the county services, disability services, and state-operated services, which is very important and touches a lot of very needy people um, right. that have really some problems and some people we want to keep out of the public because they're yep. sex offenders. Right. 
Um, and so uh, I'm going to give my number one more time. Just so here's the number, boys and girls, uh, 612-245-3764. That's my cell. It comes right to me, and it'll be our little secret. So. Yeah, but what, it's, it's remarkable. We're at, we're at, you think that, you know, I shouldn't tell you the secret, Brad, but, I, you know, I'm a powerful senator. Well, actually, I'm just a guy. And the power is only uh, illusionary sometimes because we're at the we're beholden to what the administration wants to let us know. Sure, that's really really frustrating. And so elections do matter. Who the governor is does matter. Um, if you want to reform, you got to find a person who's really interested in reforming. So your listeners want to listen carefully for those kinds of like discussions when the time comes. And the governor had talked about, oh yeah, we're going to look into restructuring DHS, which is begging to be done. It's far too big. It's far too uh, incapable of serving. And he's kind of backed off now. Well, we're going to, we're going to kind of see how things go. And so like, right. really, I thought he almost promised to reform it. So that's what we need to do really is to break it up into probably three pieces. Take the direct care part away from DHS because now they regulate themselves. Sure. And do you realize they didn't find themselves one time? Mm. They gave themselves a fine. It's like you telling you that you didn't do a read a commercial rights, so you're going to find yourself ten dollars. <laughs> so Brad, pay yourself ten dollars. Yeah, I guess. And and then and then the uh, inspector general, the investigation arm, should nowhere near be in the big clump of DHS. That should be separate. So they could just get Elliot Ness in there and go after it and find out where it is and restore confidence in the department and get the people who work there to be comfortable that they're that they really do want we do want them to do their best. Now, Jim, we only have a few. Uh, again, we're joined by Senator Jim Abler. Uh, Jim, we only have a few minutes left in this particular segment. You did uh, allude to uh, uh, Carolyn Ham, who was the Inspector General, was placed on paid leave back in March. I, I think, uh, in large part, to the uh, the investigation into the CCAP fraud. This was asked during the hearing. I believe it was uh, Senator Benson or Senator Scott Jensen. One of the two asked uh, Deputy Commissioner Wheelock. Uh, she was placed on paid leave, but yet she has a lower position within the department, but is yet still drawing her same salary that she had as inspector general. Did I remember that right, Jim Abler? Yeah, you've got the wrong job. Brad. You actually, they only, they pay you for what you do. Yeah, right. And they pay me for what I do. No, and so, and we didn't even realize that. And there was an article in the paper where she'd received $42,000 for having no duties, being just home on administrative leave and, you know, and and it's, you know, on a couple of sides, you can be angry with her if how it turned out, and a lot of people are. Mm-hmm. But if she was, if she actually did fine, and it's the, it's the system that's broken, and, her, and if the commissioner told her not to look at things, if she was instructed to look the other way by her boss, then it's not even her fault. And so we should clear her name and let her go back and resume her life. And if she's guilty, we should, you know, take the proper actions after, after that. But right now, she's in limbo. Her name is besmirched. And we're paying her forty-two grand, and now she's doing some kind of work in the uh, legal counsel's office of some sort. And they wouldn't even tell us what her job was, but she's just working there at this lower job. Yeah, I, America. Right, right. I, I, yeah, lesser position. That 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 um, that much was at least uh, figured out as well. Uh, and it, you did also refer to uh, Jeff Schiff. He was the medical director of the state Medicaid program. He was he was a uh, part of the June dismissals. Uh, the phrase that stood out to me that he used was uh, unconscionable arrogance, where he's talking about a small faction has an inordinate amount of control. I don't know if he was, uh, he was obviously dismissed, so he's uh, obviously feeling the need to speak freely here, Jim Abler. And uh, uh, yeah, this is something that uh, he was very, very critical of the DHS, particularly it sounds like they were overriding some actual medical expertise that was being offered. Well, it's, it's amazing. And let me just give you a hint. You know, for how everything's so great there, uh, doctors aren't usually flip. Right. Uh, and a doctor who worked for the department for more than a decade, they've learned not to be glib and casual. So mm-hmm. he's an extremely credible witness. And nothing to see here. And the reaction of all this, both from the governor and the um, interim commissioner and the silent former commissioner and the incoming commissioner, is all universally nothing to see here. And your, your listeners should just be outraged at the, at the arrogance shown by that. Right. That we know what to do. Just shut up, send us the money, we'll run the thing. And I want to give uh, Lieutenant Governor uh, some kudos, actually, for having the courage to stand up. Peggy Flanagan. Uh, and yep. point out what everybody knows to be true. And 
Um, I mean, that's not that's something uh, mm-hmm. you don't ever hear lieutenant governors, correct? Especially the way this this group is joined at the hip. Um, you don't hear them criticizing, you know, the administration. It's um, there, there's there's not just smoke, there's fire, and every examine every investigation we do shows something. It's like you peel it here. There's this great looking orange. You want to like can't wait to eat it. So you peel it and crack it open, and, it's, and in the middle there's a black black like a half inch of it, like mm-hmm. ew. Every place we dig, every investigation we do, it's like that orange. Every one, they're all, they're all rotten. Occasionally you find a good orange. And there's, it's not the people that work there. It's the systems and the politics that weigh in and, and just we're going to do what we're going to do. They have great people with tremendous amounts of turnover and very much frustration to those who survive. Um, and so the workers themselves are outstanding human beings. Jim, we have to um, uh, take a quick break here. Are you, are you able to hold for one more segment with us? Yeah, just, uh, sure. Okay. So nice you bet. Thanks, Jim. Thanks. Appreciate it. Senator Jim Abler coming back with another segment, talking about the chaos at the Minnesota Department of Human Services. Back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you will receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, forever cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. Free offer contingent on subscription. Pay shipping and handling. Cancel anytime. Message and data rates may apply. When did it become okay for men to be lazier, softer, fatter? We need to bring the men of this country back to greatness. And it's easier than ever with Ageless Male Max, a patent-pending formula with an ingredient that helps boost your total testosterone, promoting greater increases in muscle size and twice the reduction of body fat percentage than exercise alone, plus an amazing 64% increase in nitric oxide, which can be handy in the gym. Take your manhood to the max by trying your first 30-day bottle free. When you text the word GUTS to 60-60-60. Finally, a formula that boosts total testosterone. If your results with Ageless Male Max are too intense, please decrease use. For your free bottle, text GUTS to 60-60-60. Text G-U-T-S to 60-60-60. How would you like to save up to $500 on your next vacation package? Any vacation package anywhere in the world. Just call Superior Travel and mention the code RADIO and save up to $500. We'll design a custom, fantastic vacation just for you with all the bells and whistles. Not some cookie-cutter vacation, but a unique, all-included vacation customized by one of our exclusive travel experts. And our service is completely free. You pay nothing more. So why waste your time? Let us do it for you. We've got over 100 years of travel experience to help create the perfect trip for you. Call now and learn how to save up to $500 on your next custom vacation. Pick up the phone, call Superior Travel, and use the code word RADIO. 800-472-1494. 800-472-1494. That's 800-472-1494. Welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network, for me, Brad Carlson. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. 651-289-4488. That's the number to call. You can also check us out via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Leave a comment or question. I promise we'll get to it on the air. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Uh, we do have another segment uh, with our guest, uh, Senator Jim Abler. He, the senator representing Senate District 35, which is the cities of Ramsey, Anoka, Andover, and a small sliver of Coon Rapids. Uh, Jim was part of the uh, committee conducting a hearing last Tuesday 
down in St. Paul into the chaos and the waste, fraud, and abuse that is taking place at the Minnesota Department of Human Services. Uh, Jim Abler, we left off last segment talking about uh, Dr. Jeff Schiff, the former medical director of the state Medicaid program. And again, the phrase he used that stood out to me was the unconscionable arrogance of the department, specifically how a small faction has an inordinate amount of control. And he also made some uh, what sounded like very productive recommendations that I know your colleague, Senator Benson, uh, on the committee said that she would look up for ways to uh, split up the agency. Can you maybe kind of summarize what Dr. Schiff had suggested and if that would even be taken under advisement by the DHS, Jim Abler? Well, I, I think they're not taking any advice from him, frankly. <laughs> he talks about having an oversight board of, of some sort. And um, and and so um, here's the thing. We elected a chief executive. Mm-hmm. That's called the governor. Yep. We have a, a vice chief executive called the lieutenant governor. And they appoint commissioners who are the chief executives and whose job it is to oversee. You have a House and a Senate that have committees of various, there's four main committees that oversee these, this large area. And those are kind of the oversight board. But here's the thing, they don't take any advice. Mm-hmm. They, they, they sit around in their office with whoever they're taking their counsel from, the, the, the DHS people. And we have, we have thought to bring witnesses, we've got to promote reforms. And at the end of the day, they're like, eh, no, we're not doing your ideas. Like, I was trying to find some reforms in the disability side this year. So do you realize? You probably don't. In six years, we're going to be short 40% of the PCAs to serve people with disabilities. Mm. 40%. Wow. That means if they need 10 hours a week, they're going to get six. Wow. And so I suggested, how about if we focus on the people with the greatest needs? Yes. And make sure that the people aren't going to oh, die, for instance. Right. If you're a quadriplegic, and you can't get out of bed, but that somebody will help you get into your chair. And so those people really need some help. And, and there are people that actually have, have passed away because they could not get help mm. as quadriplegics, which is tragic yes. um, to anybody. And, you know, you, the value, yours and my appreciation for the value of life is well known. But this is far beyond that. This is like, hello. And they, we couldn't get them to even listen. And um, so instead we're on a juggernaut going over a cliff without enough ways to help these people with very real needs. And, and so let me ask you something else. And I know you've, uh, I think you probably think that $38 billion every two years is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think so too. Um, and so but let, let, let's say some of these people with disabilities need some more programming. And, and I'm going to say we could use a couple hundred more million dollars to serve them. And, and you look at it you're like, that's true. But how can I trust the department where I know there's all these problems going on? Right. Where only 5% fraud, which we know is there, $2 billion. Go find your own money. Right. And so it hamstrings everything. And, um, you know, by the way, I, Jim Newberger sent me a text. Uh, I think Jim Newberger should be the DHS commissioner. And what if he could have won? Wouldn't that have been a better world? We like Jim, yeah. People like, people like him to get in and dig in and be fearless. We need some people like him. Uh, in the governor's office or somewhere to dig into this stuff. So that's my Jim Nerver plug for the day. We appreciate um, that. <laughs> but so, but at least he's a man with integrity and focused on the welfare of the people and making it work in a way that's sensible. Where did the common sense and government go? And right. where did the admission, like, yeah, we could do better? You know, it's always circling the wagons, ignoring the Jeff Schiff, ignoring the Faye Bernstein, you know, instead of firing them and walking them to the door. I mean, that has a chilling effect. And, and just so people know, if you have DHS employees or other department employees listening, a lot of us totally intend to defend you against all comers if you try to speak up and you come to harm. You let us know, and we will stand in front of a press conference, we'll stand on the floor of the Senate or the House, and we will defend you and go to the wall for you guys. Because we need good people that are speaking their minds. This is America, and there's still some freedom of speech. And, and it's like your duty to help make your other make the department work better. So thank you for those that are courageous to do that. Yeah, no question about it. And you know, you just mentioned uh, uh, Faye Bernstein. You know, she was a compliance officer who uh, she was accused of focusing too much on compliance, which um, kind of uh, flies in the face of what her job title <laughs> is. Uh, she flat out said at the hearing that uh, you know she had to take a vacation day just to come down to this hearing and convey what was happening, and that she was uh, very much that she was threatened. Uh, with her job, uh, and 
that she even had some, uh, I guess, a notice put in her uh, human resources file, but yet the way it was spun by Deputy, or excuse me, Interim Commissioner Wheelock, well, it's not disciplinary action. She just has a letter in her file. Uh, potato, potato, Jim Abler. I'm uh, not I'm not able to... I saw the letter. Yeah. One pager with maybe a dozen points. If this, so this was the papering the file by, by the administrator to prepare to get rid of somebody right. over some nit. And she's she's an excellent employee. Mm-hmm. And she's a, she's the most veteran in her area of the four employees, and and so there's some things she just can't do. After a while, there's some some things you just can't do for the team. Sorry, I can't look the other way. I'm not going to expose the state to to harm. I'm not going to help money get wasted because this money belongs to the people and to the services that are supposed to be doing at least, or go back to the people, just giving the money back. For heaven's sake, don't waste it. Well, now was this now did was her situation addressed? Uh, dire- was Faye Bernstein's situation was that addressed directly by Interim Commissioner Wheelock? It seems to me that uh, she had a different account of what uh, of what Faye Bernstein's account was of her job status. Um. Oh, that, that's a you need another segment for that. And I have to work on my tan later on here. But um, the obfuscation and the dance. Well, I mean, you listen to her talk. Mm-hmm. You couldn't get a straight answer. No. You know, are you the interim commissioner? Yeah. Well, for the moment, some say I am. I could be acting commissioner. Uh, maybe you can call me temporary. You know, I mean, she just, I'm exaggerating that. But she could not answer a question. And there were a lot of questions. And if you listen to Almanac with the new commissioner, very sad to see that she couldn't answer a question either. Like, all they got to do, if the governor would say, you know, we need to do better. Right. We're going to solve this. We're committed. You can trust us. Our heart's in the right place. It's a big agency. Stuff happens. But, and I, what, you don't judge an administrator by what happens when things are going right. You don't judge a chief executive by when the day is sunny. You judge them by how they react to something that went wrong. Right. And that's when you see the character. That's when you see their commitment to, to greatness and to even mediocrity. Um, and so Minnesota is, or well, can be, a great state. We're great in many ways. Um, but this could be so much better. The people could be served so much better. The money could be spent so much more wisely or even have less. It's still growing at 12% of biennium. This is not like, you know, a, a pecuniary, little, this is not a poor right. department. Right. The, the money is incredible that we go through. Um, and some, And I'm persuaded that, it's not well spent, and I, but I, I feel like a missionary speaking to the people who don't speak the language. Like, right. <laughs> like hello, and they're like, "No, what are you saying?" <laughs> uh, and they just look at you and nod. Right. And so the governor can't look and nod. The commissioner can't look and nod. The new commissioner, please admit we can do better. And when you come in there, let's collaborate about the welfare of the people and. The, the solvency of that fiscal checkbook um, because nobody has any extra money that I've run into, in, at least in the city of Ramsey. Right. Um, and actually in Elko, Coon Rapids and Andover there and across the state, they're all pressed. And so everything that we take from them to run the state and things we do that are good or not needs to be well done or we shouldn't do it. And it should be carefully frugally spent every penny. Um, and that's my commitment. That's been my effort all along. And, and if you're, if your listeners want to just give me their thoughts, um, actually I'll give you my email. Um, and there, it, it, actually the, the email system is one of the best things the government has done. It's actually kind of logical. Okay. So mine is S E N stands for Senate S E N dot Jim first name dot Abler A B E L E R last name at Senate dot M N. So if you wanted to write your Mary Kiffmeyer, it's, Sen.mary.kiffmeyer at Senate.mn. And if it's a representative, it's rep.house.mn. And so people need to engage. They, you, your listeners might think, well, they don't even listen to me. Uh, we will listen. We, we need good ideas. Right. Um, we need people who are noticing and paying attention and saying, why did you do that? You know, and maybe there's a good reason. Maybe like, oh, we didn't know what you knew. And make it work better. This is our state. And it's our government, and I am merely a servant of that. Um, one of the things I know so that thanks you're— Thanks for all that. Right, yeah. And I was, we'll wrap up with this, Jim. I know one of the things uh, you, you you folks on the committee as well as— uh, 
uh, Interim Commissioner Wheelock could agree on is that the $25 million in Medicaid overpayments to the two tribes who we alluded to earlier uh, definitely has to be recouped. And uh, your colleague, Senator Benson, asked a very flat-out pointed question, who is going to repay the feds, the federal government, for this? And, uh, again, more obfuscation, but there was kind of a subtle hint from uh, Interim Commissioner Wheelock that they may uh, come to the legislature with their hat in hand, so to speak. And uh, I think uh, your colleague, Senator Benson, said it very plainly. Uh, You might want to think twice before you do that, given the uh, large budget that you've been granted uh, again this year. So um, how do you listen to this thing? If they scroll way to the end, the last 10 minutes of this was that back and forth. Yep. Your listeners would love it. It was it was some of the. I mean, Narn Radio is unbeatable. But second to that would be this little clip. Um, you might even want to play it sometime. It's just that good because it's. She's like, we're not giving you the money, and it and it's it's expansive and it's it's going to be just great radio. So any prediction on how that will wind up, Jim Abler? How the cost will be recouped? I think that's going to be a, an issue of the session. I think Senator Benson is not going to pay for it. Um, this happens to be in her half the budget, and I wish her, I wish the DHS and the governor uh, good luck in getting her to give a penny of this. Right. So that's going to be something to watch. Yeah, no question about it. So, well, Jim, uh, we appreciate your time on this uh, on this Sunday afternoon. Uh, a lot of information, a lot to unpack, and a story that's definitely not going to go away and something that we here will uh, keep tabs on as well. We appreciate your insights and, and your time today on this uh, beautiful Sunday. Uh, get back out and enjoy your family and the weather outside, and uh, we'll be sure to catch up with you soon. Appreciate the time. Yeah, God bless Minnesota. Thanks, Doug. Appreciate it, Jim. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with one final segment on the broadcast, or on the this hour, not the broadcast, this hour. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Want to do some shooting at one of the finest sporting clay courses in the U.S.? Hey, it's Lee Michaels here for the Minnesota Horse and Hunt Club in Prior Lake. And have we got a special offer for you. For a limited time, get two rounds of sporting clays, that's 50 clays each, plus two lunches, including sodas, for just $49. It's an $85 value, and you can shoot any day except Monday. And you don't need a reservation. Go to am1280thepatriot.com, click the fan club page, you'll find the Minnesota Horse and Hunt Club logo. Click it and get your offer. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most, right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. the baby move in your tummy? How does the baby eat? Can the baby hear me? How did the baby get in there? Wow, a pregnancy can sure generate a lot of questions, but what's important is that a baby is a baby inside and out of the womb, not just after birth, but nine months before at conception. That's right. Every baby is a miracle. Hello, my name is Marianne Kuharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org or better yet, simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword pro-life. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. If you have cracked teeth, missing teeth, or old, wobbly dentures, you've probably thought about getting dental implants. But when you checked around, you discovered that many places charge a lot of money. $4,000, $5,000, $6,000 a tooth. Well, it's time for you to check out ImplantMiracle.com, the local dental office where top-quality, long-lasting dental implants cost as low as $2,499 a tooth, including the implant abutment and crown. Plus, your consultation with the dentist is 
free. Standard x-rays are free. And we offer very convenient financing. Why do we call it Implant Miracle? Because with implants as low as $24.99 and other places charging so much more, some people say that being able to get affordable dental implants is a miracle. For more information on how you can save money on dental implants and get a beautiful new smile that you can actually afford, see our website, ImplantMiracle.com. That's ImplantMiracle.com. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson, closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming. And by the way, Jason, I just sent you an email with that uh, audio clip. Oh, yeah, it's uh, with about five. It's about a little about five minutes remaining in the clip is where that exchange comes up between Senator okay. Benson. And uh, Interim Commissioner Wheelock. So if you can get that queued up, let me know when it's queued up. Sounds good. And uh, we'll get to it. Uh, Anyways, we are closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network Programming. You can check out my friend and colleague, King Banyan, on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. It is the King Banyan Show, Saturdays, 9 to 11 a.m. And my friend and colleague, Mitch Berg, in these very airwaves, AM 1280, The Patriot. He is heard Saturdays, 1 to 3 p.m. He is the headliner edition. On the NARN, I am the closer, closing out weekends. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And by the way, don't forget to check out AM 1280, The Patriot, for our next uh, Patriot event. It is uh, Michelle Malkin going to be here live Tuesday, September 24th, for a meet and greet, uh, promoting her latest book and just talking about the presidential uh, upcoming presidential election in general. That's taking place Tuesday, September 24th at the Ames Center in Burnsville. Uh, Senator Jim Abler alluded to this particular clip. It's the exchange between Senator Michelle Benson and uh, Interim Commissioner Pam Wheelock on, uh, hey, uh, Interim Commissioner Wheelock, who's going to pay back this $25 million to the feds? Uh, If we have that ready, Jason, go. About the five-minute mark, right? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. The resources that are available to the state agency. I think it would be responsible soon to figure out how much the feds are going to want back. And we need to figure out what the tribes are going to be repaying because there's been some indications that they won't be held responsible because they didn't make the decision independent of DHS. And so that leaves a material amount of money. We have a big budget, but it's still material. And so either you or the next commissioner is going to have to figure out where that money is coming from because coming to the legislature doesn't seem like a good option considering the massive increase in the last budget. And so- wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think she spelled it out uh, pretty well there. Given, uh, I think uh, Senator Abler indicated it was about a 12% increase in the last budget for, for the DHS. So given that kind of increase that you got last time, and you're going to come to us with hat in hand, $25 million, which you erroneously, which was erroneously overpaid to the tribes through no fault of their own, and they're bringing forth emails showing guidance from the DHS that, nope, nope, you're good. That's that's how it's supposed to be done. You're good. You're, you're getting what you have coming to you, and it'll, it'll be all good. And then all of a sudden, going back to them, wow, we, you know, regardless of who, and that, and she said this during the testimony, uh, uh, Interim Commissioner Wheelock, that regardless of how the error occurred, the overpayment error occurred, it is still DHS policy to collect those overpayments. Period. End of story. Because these two Indian tribes, they probably just got $25 million laying around, right? That they can just funnel right back to the, the government. No, they really don't. So this is uh, stunning. The uh, incompetence, the uh, just comedy of errors that had taken place. And, you know, we hear on the Patriot, regardless if it's our local shows on the Northern Alliance Radio Network or the national shows that are syndicated weekdays here in the station, we're constantly railing against overreaching government, inefficient government, ineffective government. And you cannot make a case. You couldn't parody how inept government is any better than what you heard at these hearings. Go up. There's video out there of these hearings from last Tuesday where they were grilling uh, the interim commissioner of the DHS, Pam Wheelock, who's going to be out of there in September, on September 3rd when the new commissioner, uh, Jody Harpstead, takes over. So she's only going to be in there uh, 
for another two and a half weeks. So, I mean, do you do you honestly think that she's that heavily invested in getting things turned around, Pam Wheelock? I mean, I don't know her personally. I'm not trying to impugn her character at all because I don't know the woman. And it would be irresponsible for me to impugn anybody's character. But human nature being what it is, she's going to be out of there in two and a half weeks. And someone has already been appointed to full-time, you know, a re- commissioner's already been appointed. So does she really have that much of a vested interest to really just roll up her sleeves and dig into this? Because what we heard about Pam Wheelock when Tony Lurie resigned, what we heard is, wow, well, you know, she's a, she, she's a hard worker. She, she's willing to go in there, crack skulls, and get answers any way she possibly can. Well, given the answers she was given to just very basic, simple, direct questions— um, okay, she might be that type of person that you say she is, one that was willing to go in there and, and and clean house, so to speak, and and crack some skulls, so to speak. But anything that she gave in that hearing didn't give any indication of that. Because if someone is willing to go in and call a spade a spade and say, hey, there's some serious issues there, it wouldn't be obfuscating that much. So what? I, I don't understand what purpose she has to constantly give these misdirected answers unless she feels as though telling the truth wouldn't would affect any career aspirations she might have. I, again, I don't know all of this is 100% sense speculation because I don't know this, know this person, Pam Wheelock, but this is just absolute. This is it's, it's irresponsible. It's, borderline criminal negligence when you consider a department with this large a budget that's overseeing taking care of one million of the most vulnerable citizens in this state and this is how they act i mean have any of these people gone out and worked face to face with some of these vulnerable individuals you know senator abler alluded to you know kind of gave a hypothetical of someone who's a paraplegic that just needs help getting out of bed and into a chair you know, things like that. If you actually looked face-to-face to some of those vulnerable individuals, would you be so flip and acting this way? I I would hope not. I would hope you'd, you'd be a human being with a heart and soul and realize, yeah, you know, kind of the way we're operating here, this just really isn't on the up and up. And, you know, kudos to Faye Bernstein, okay, the compliance director, who, again, is risking her employment by coming forward. And flat out saying, yeah, my my job is on the line. I had to take a vacation day just to come down here and testify. And I've gotten a letter in my in my HR file for wanting for wanting to enact compliance because you know that is her job, compliance director. So kudos to people like Faye Bernstein and, and Jim Abler said you're free to give him a call at 612-245-3764. And they will do everything they can to ensure that your testimony is heard and without fearing retribution. So, oh, what a quagmire. Unbelievable. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two coming back in mere moments right here. AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance, Radio Network. Back in a few. Closing time. Turn all up. Matt and Kelly love the county fair because the food's as much fun as the rides. It's why they secure their dentures with Super Poly Grip to make sure everything is on the menu. Sounds like a house party. I'm here. That's Aunt Marie. She likes to turn up in style. And thanks to Polydent, her denture is so clean and fresh, she can work the room with confidence. Polydent. That's the sound of the crisis at our border. That's the sound of special interest groups profiting from our nation's vulnerability. Want to know what the solution to our immigration issue sounds like? Then plan to join us for An Evening with Michelle Malkin, September 24th at the Ames Center in Burnsville. Be a part of the conversation that's shaping the future of U.S. security and defending the integrity of our law. Visit am1280thepatriot.com to reserve your seats. Tickets start as low as 1280. Plus, there are elite VIP upgrades available that include front row seating, meet and greet passes, and a copy of Michelle's new book, Open Borders, Inc. We've invited our good friend Ed Morrissey from HotAir.com to guide the conversation. What does freedom of speech sound like? An evening with Michelle Malkin at the Ames Center in Burnsville on September 24th. See you there. 
The following statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. Amberin trials tested mild to moderate symptoms. Testimonial is based on 90 days of use. Results may vary. IRI US Mulo, 52 weeks by UPC. Hi, I'm Mary Lou Retton, and I want to talk to you about something I haven't liked to talk about until now, my menopause. All my life, I've had energy, energy to win gold in 84. But when menopause hit me with the hot flashes and night sweats, I began to feel sluggish every day. That all changed when I discovered Amberin. Amberin safely relieves 12 menopause symptoms by helping to restore your hormonal balance. Amberin is 100% drug-free, estrogen-free, and clinically tested. Amberin is America's number one menopause relief supplement. Thanks to Amberin, my fear of hot flashes is gone. My sheets aren't soaked every night, and my energy is back. Give Amberin a try and see what it can do for you. It works. It really works. Hurry to your Walmart, Walgreens, Target, and other fine retailers nationwide and get Amberin today. Get that Rack Shack Attack, Rack Shack Barbecue. AM 1280, The Patriot. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.